2: Good evening and welcome to another edition of Today with Dr. Wendy. I'm Wendy Patrick and my co-host Larry Dersham and I are delighted to welcome you to the show tonight where we always bring you the latest news you can use and some of the most fascinating guests you will ever hear from. Tonight is no exception. Larry, who do we have on the line?
3: Pastor John Amon is a rising voice exposing the racist ideologies of abortion and critical race theory. In his new book, Erased, and that's spelled E-R-A-C-E-D, he exposes the evil plot of the liberals to destroy the black community and divide the church and provide sound biblical truth to help Christians understand these complex issues. Welcome to the show, Pastor John.
4: Hey, thank you so much for having me on your show. You know my dad gave John. me a complex last name. Uh Amanchukwu means I know God. My full name is John Kanayo Chukwu Amanchukwu. Uh Kanayo Chukwu means I will keep trusting and pleading in God and Amanchukwu means I know God. And so thank God for the John part, right? That's great. Well, the, the meanings are so
3: incredible though. That's that's a beautiful uh, beautiful great name.
2: Hey John, over the past 4 years I understand you have led a 40-week prayer walk for Love Life at one of the busiest abortion clinics in the Southeast. We would love to hear a little bit more about that.
4: Yes, thank you so much for that. Uh, yes, I started working with Love Life uh, four years ago, but through my local church, we had been going down to the, to the abortion clinics about uh, six years prior to that. So I've spent probably the last 10 years in total working at a local abortion clinic trying to save babies the name of the abortion clinic that i've uh, gone to every saturday is uh, a woman's choice clinic of raleigh and at that abortion clinic 70 percent of the clients are black and i say this everywhere that i go that if black america would stop going to these local abortion clinics we would see abortion clinics closed down around this country at an alarming rate, there is an intentional black genocide that's taken place in this country. And we have this debate. We have this conversation about whether or not black lives matter. The question today is, do black lives matter to black people? Black lives will never matter until they matter to black people. People, So we need black men, black women, to make the right choice and decision as it relates to our posterity because we're contending with irreversibility. That simply means that our numbers are shrinking. We are a dying people group. Uh, Reverend Kennard Childress, uh said this, that by 2038, if the current abortion trends continue... The black vote will be non existent. I don't want that to happen to any race or any ethnic group, but I definitely don't want it to happen to black people.
3: That's great. You know, Pastor, I saw first saw uh I was on Twitter and said you, you gotta watch this tweet and it was you before a school board and it was a mesmerizing talk for three minutes. I just couldn't believe it. So uh, that's when I first heard about you. And then uh, I think you were on Tucker Carlson on Fox News and also yeah. the Eric Bowling uh, show on Newsmax. But anyhow, yeah. tucked in the Old Testament book of Isaiah is a warning meant for ancient Judah, but it may as well been written for the 21st century America that says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness. That's in Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20. Do you think we've reached that point in America today?
4: Yes, we have. We're calling critical race theory good when it's evil. Critical race theory is racism. It's reverse racism. And critical race theory is steeped in a false accusation that term false accusers in the Greek in the Greek translation renders the word diabolos, which means slanderer, Satan, or devil. So critical race theory is slanderous because it labels all whites as inherently racist. I believe that racism is not a color or a skin tone. Racism is sin. The Bible says in Romans 3, 3 and 23, but all have sin and come short of the glory of God. Sin there in general is a sin, is is this common sin. But this sin that we see through racism is a sin nature that comes from our fallen state and Adamic nature, and anyone can be guilty of the sin of racism. Not just white people, but blacks can be racist, Hispanics can be racist, Asians, Pacific Islanders, and others. We're even calling abortion good in this country. We had a a woman who came on The View show not too long ago and said that abortion is mercy. We have become barbaric in this nation. We are killing the most innocent amongst us, and we have political uh, hats like Raphael Warnock, he's not a preacher. He's a political hack. Let me say that again. He's not a preacher. He's a heretic and a political hack. He's come out and said that he's a pro-choice pastor. There is no such thing as a pro-choice Christian or a pro-choice pastor nowhere in the scriptures do we see God giving the church or his people permission to kill the unborn it's ungodly it's unthinkable and then also in our public school system we are in, we are indoctrinating our children into critical theory into gender theory into all of these ungodly woke ideologies, and it's damaging our schools and our children. I am calling for pastors to leave the four walls of their church and go down to our local abortion clinics and to our school board meetings and contend for. Life. It's time for men to get back in our rightful place. We have advocated our roles and responsibility, and I'm leading a national movement. Erased is bigger than a book. Erased is a movement that loves all life, race, and color, and sees all mankind born and unborn as one blood and equally valuable. In 2023, I'll be traveling around this nation to churches and to conferences and to school board meetings to speak up and to talk about critical race theory, abortion, gender theory, queer theory, and the indoctrination in our public schools. And we need to push school choice as well. So if you would like to support me, you can go to my website. It's John, John J-O-H-N-A-M-A-N-C-H-U-K-W-U, johnamanchukwu.com or go to ErasedBook, that's with a C and not an S, ErasedBook.com, and support me there. Help me bring revival to this nation by calling fathers and pastors. You know, we always have the mama bears and the moms on the front lines, but we need the men to rise up. Support me as I travel this nation to talk about the ungodly injustices that are being done to our children In the womb and in the public school system.
3: Well, that's great. Um, The the uh, it's so interesting that uh, I have seen video where there's a the the top uh, spy to ever defect from the Soviet Union uh, back in the day when they were still strong he defected to Canada and he said one of the first steps that uh, how they bring countries down is to demoralize them and basically that's to take away their morals you know through pornography through uh, all these different things and I just think this is one more step what they're teaching the children not only the critical race theory aspect of it but also the sexualization of them through the comprehensive sexuality education and they're basically trying to corrupt the minds of our precious young ones and i always thought pastor that would be where we would draw the line in the sand when they go after our kids no you can't do this nonsense anymore we are going to push back and i am seeing that more and more and i think you're part of that movement right do you, do you see some hope for us as a country
4: yes there is hope you know the bible says righteousness exalts a nation." but sin is a reproach against any people. Our children do not need to be exposed to pornographic material that's on the same level as, uh, as Playboy and Swank magazine. It's, all, it's going on all around our nation and in North Carolina where I live it's taken place if you go to the libraries for the elementary students and uh, for the middle school students for, and for high school students. You will see pornographic material in the books, and the children have access to it. We are grooming them to be the next pervert. We're teaching boys that they can be girls, girls that they can be boys. We're pushing upon them um, puberty blockers and hormone blockers, and we're, we're providing access to chemical castration. We are mutilating our next generation in the name of diversity, equity, and inclusion. It's awful. America is spiraling downward, and it's time for us to storm the cockpit. Hear me. Hear me, America. When we approach the voting booth, we need to make sure that we don't vote one way and pray another. We need to vote biblical values 15 million christians in this nation are not registered to vote we have left our role and responsibility we are called to vote to engage the culture and to be present in the public square
3: okay pastor we have to go right now but thank you for being a guest on our show the book is erased folks buy it erased e-r-a-c-e-d have a Thank you for being with us. Stick around for the next segment.
1: News cycle lowlights have no place here. You're listening to the headline highlights on Today with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego. It's time for more news you can use. The headlines Streamline. It's time for more Today with Dr. Wendy. Now here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick.
2: Welcome back to Today with Dr. Wendy. Uh, my co-host Larry Dersham and I have so many topics to get to during the second half. We really had to whittle it down to two of the ones that are uh, or two or so that were the most interesting and timely. And one of the stories that's dominated the headlines over the course of the past week has been the Paul Pelosi attack. And thank God he has left the hospital and is expected to make a full recovery. In fact, one of the things that really gave us hope right at the beginning of the attack was the fact that that were the doctor's predictions even before they had done the operation. So we are just so blessed to see that is on his way home. However, the incident itself really raises the alarm bells that politics has become a very dangerous business, not just for the politicians themselves, but as this case illustrates for their loved ones, for their family members, for the brave men and women who support partners and spouses who venture into the political arena. This is a very timely topic, given that we have an election coming up on Tuesday, that we need to make sure we keep each other safe. You know, obviously the Pelosi home had security cameras, but remember, like we always say with neighborhood watch, security measures don't work unless people are watching because the bad guys are often watching. So this is something we need to keep in mind moving forward. And you know, that's why executive protection is so important. But Larry, you and I have talked offline about the reality that cases like this really bring up larger issues about ways we can tone down rhetoric. Ways that we can empower each other by reminding ourselves that threat assessment tactics should always be used, even if we live in nice neighborhoods and know our neighbors, because these things type these types of things happen. Burglaries happen, assaults happen, and these types of assault with deadly weapons they happen as well.
3: Oh, they do, Wendy. And uh, what's interesting to me, uh, one of the interesting points is. When something like this happens, you know, there's really no witnesses except for the police were called. They were witnesses, uh, apparently to this incident. To hear all the different, uh, um, theories of, of what happened. And I've actually heard people that I respect that are in the national news say things that really didn't pan out to be true. So one of the first things I think is lost in these types of situations is we kind of lose track of the truth sometime. We jump to conclusions, and I just want the truth to be always come out, no matter which side it falls on. And uh, I first I thought, oh, could this be related to the midterm elections to kind of get a sympathy vote for, for Nancy Pelosi and her party? But no, I, I don't think so. But one thing it does point out to me uh, Wendy, is that this attack points a little bit to the broken immigration system? This gentleman, David DePage, uh, overstayed his visa. He was born in Canada, and it it points to just a small segment of the broken immigration system. Why wasn't he allowed? Why was he allowed to stay here? Not even to talk about the southern border, whether basically the border has been erased. So, I really think we need to get our immigration under control. And this is just maybe one more, uh, item that we can say, yeah, we've got to fix this, all of it.
2: You know, regardless of where this attacker came from, one of the things that really stood out to me is the, uh, sharp thinking and great instincts of the 911 operator yes. in recognizing that Paul Pelosi had the wherewithal, kudos to him as well, yes. for kind of playing it down but making it known that there was an intruder in his house which no doubt escalated the priority of this call, got the police there. I, I hesitate to say on time because the attack happened right in front of the police, but let's just say it might have been much worse. It also is interesting that although he's being charged both state and federally, it illustrates the reality that, you know, it's a dangerous business to be a politician, but it's the evolution of the laws that protect the family members of the elected officials. Now, this is a prime example of that. Security detail would have been with the family if Nancy had been in the home. Yes. But she was in D.C., so there wasn't security detail. Remember also that there had been a police car there for a couple of months after the January 6th riot. There are lots of precautions that we think through collectively and that at the highest levels of government are necessary to protect the men and women that run for elected office. And I've been following the statistics of how significant of a jump we have seen over the course of the last several years in threats against public officials. Yes, everybody from Justice Kavanaugh yes. to the Speaker of the House to and and then on down. There have been lots of governors and judges. I mean, it's it's gotten to the point where we need to talk about threat assessment very seriously and continually revamp the uh, availability. Of protection. Now, on that note, Larry, you'll be pleased to hear that a spokesman for the Capitol, basically, you know, and other agencies, they have talked at, they've spoken out about the details as much as they can, not only about this attack, but the reality that the rules have changed in allowing funds to be used for private home security. That's great news, because as this case illustrates, it's necessary.
3: Oh, it definitely is necessary. Yeah. And just to think uh Wendy, I think that uh, one of the things that have kind of like made this increase, these kind of threats, perhaps, is social media. And you hear these troubling, uh, Th- New stories about how people have been doxxed, right? The basically, as I understand it, that means they give out their addresses. And yeah, you mentioned the name already, Justice Kavanaugh. Uh, a man threatened to kill the Supreme Court Justice after the uh, overturn of Roe v. Wade. They were, they caught him at uh, Justice Kavanaugh's home on June 8th of this year, carrying a gun, a knife, and zip ties. Also, just uh, also recently, Amy uh, Justice Amy Coney, uh, Conan Barrett had a security scare when a group of people they called Ruth sent us was inciting far left uh, angry mobs outside her home and her church. And and President Trump, even when way back in the day when he first started to run from office, there's just been kind of nonstop threats against him. And so it's, the threats are coming against all political parties, leaders of all political parties and their families from all different sources. So, yeah, we need to tone down the rhetoric and there's got to be a solution to this doxing, which I think is incredibly dangerous. And uh, I, I don't know how we're going to control that. But to give out people's addresses, very troublesome.
2: Well, you know, the fact that, um, you know, we talk about this as if it's and I, we collectively, you know, we say, oh, you know, over the last couple of years, let me remind everybody that in 2017, The Federal Elections Commission issued a ruling allowing lawmakers to use campaign funds for at-home security. That is very significant. And then just last year, the agency said campaigns and candidates can even use their money to hire bodyguards. So we have had some very significant uh, improvements, I'll call it that, in this idea that doxing creates personal security risks at home. In fact, just this summer, Larry, the Office of the House Sergeant at Arms announced it was creating a residential security program that would give lawmakers up to $10,000 for security system equipment and installation costs. And that's for the, at their personal residences. And anybody who has installed personal security knows that that is not an astronomical number. That's how much it costs to get good home security, especially when we're talking about some of these homes. But Larry, I know that, you know, you have so much else on your mind. I'm going to leave a little bit of time for you at the end here to to speak about what's on your heart, as we say in Sundays in church.
3: Right, yeah, it's a little bit of a uh, opinion piece here on my behalf. Uh, a
2: little bit, yes. <laughs>
3: so this coming Tuesday, this uh, Tuesday after this Saturday, is the election, and for me, it's a kind of a do or die uh, for America election. Even though it's the midterms, and and what do I mean that? The polls are good though, because I'm a conservative. Polls show that the majority of voters, regardless of their politics, or their skin color, or life circumstance, simply want the current crop of. Demand. Power obsessed, woke, lunatic politicians out. And they intend to vote that way, at least according to the polls. Uh, The bad news is that big tech, big media, and big government are intent on making sure that this left wing push towards socialism, if not communism, continues. So we've got everything at stake here. And it seems like a lot of this wrath uh, is directed against hardworking, law abiding, Bible believing Americans. We're being called violent extremists, conspiracy theorists, domestic terrorists, insurrectionists. And these current crop of leaders, and there's some on both sides, actually, seem to be just uh, intent on keeping their power and even gaining more power. Now, what is so upsetting about all this is that there 's tens of millions of Americans, actually American Christians, that do not even vote, and they use such rationale as a citizen we 're citizens of heaven we 're not part of this world or i 'm so upset at the government, I feel contaminated to even uh, get involved but there 's fifteen million American Christians that are not even registered to vote so Back in the history of Christianity, there were such things as martyrs. They would actually, people would be killed. What we're asking you today, the modern day Christian, is to actually get out of bed, turn off your TV, get in your car, and drive to a polling place and vote. And regardless of how this turns out, and I hope it turns out good for the conservative side, we still have the fight on our hands. So. America, folks, is worth fighting for, so get out and vote, especially vote no on Prop 1. That's basically allowing infanticide to be put into our Constitution, the right of infanticide, up to the moment of birth. So no on Prop 1 no matter what you do.
2: Like I said, this is Larry's opinion piece, and he's constantly uh, following a lot of these rules, and and Larry, you, you have never a stranger to sharing your opinion, so Um, One of the things we advise everybody to do is familiarize yourself with what's on your ballot. Do your research, know what everything is about, know the pros, know the cons, know the endorsements of each candidate so that you're able to cast an educated, informative vote, whichever way you decide to cast it. So we want to thank our listeners for another exciting evening with uh, Today with Dr. Wendy. Remember to turn in your ballot. Remember to go to the polling place and have a wonderful, safe week. We'll see you right back here next Saturday night. You're listening to Today with Dr. Wendy. God bless you.